Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Difference. We all have a tremendous respect and comment to introduce what I hear. Bershos, the Rabbanim, Bershos, Kola 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 I first wanted to thank Rabbi Metz. I wanted to thank Rabbi Soroka for giving me the chance to come in. I love what this what this Maimed is about. is is something that's precious to me. I'm here with friends. Rabbi Aaron Felder and I are old chaverim. Rabbi David Elio, we're we're all we grew up together. I grew up in this. I was zeicher to grow up in this. In this community, Rabbi Metz and I are old Chavrus of Shana Rishayna. We learned together Night Seder. We've, we learned the Perak Merubah we learned together, I believe, twice that year. We did Merubah together. And so this is a place I've grown up in. And I know about the Klein Mishpach as an incredible family that, that stands for something. And the Metz Mishpach as a family, Dr. Metz, Rabbi Yankov Metz, Rabbi Chaim Shloyma, these families stand for something. And this organization is exactly what they stand for. And we're a people, and it's very confusing. When we're in yeshiva, so certainly we're trying to become Talmidi Chachamim. We're trying to become great people, Gedolim, Chachamim. And certainly that's what we're setting out, that's our endeavor. But the line that every Yid says in his, every Yid in the Kriyashma that we say twice daily, we say the Ahavta Hashem Aleikecha, a mitzvah daraisa, from the most important mitzvahs in the whole Torah, and the mitzvah of Avas Hashem. And the Gemara tells us, the Gemara tells us in Yuma that Ahavta Hashem is the chiyuv sheyehei Shem Shemayim Misayav Al Yodcha. We're in a journey to serve Hashem, but more precisely, we're in a journey to encourage, to cause the Am Hashem Klal Yisrael. Avde Hashem to serve Hashem, to grow and cause others to grow is our mission, is our journey. An organization like this is amazing for what it does for the Bachram that are being learnt with and for what it does for the mentors. I stand there, you're amazing people. You're all so fortunate. You're fortunate that this organization, besides that you're working, for an organization, you're being taught something by an organization. And you're amazing people that you're taking of your time to assist the next person, but understand that is our journey, to, be- to become Avdei Hashem and to cause others to steig as well, to, ser- to grow, to steig, and to cause others to steig. That is our mission. That is the mission of a Yid. Rabbeinu Yoyinah describes one who loves Hashem, but doesn't appreciate when others love Hashem. He says that's a sine hamelech, a scary line. Somebody wants to get in with the big king, but he's not about others getting in with the king. He's sine hamelech, he loves himself. One who's an oyev hamelech, one who loves the king, makes sure that the am, that the whole am of the melech is robust, is serving the king in a beautiful way. And the beauty of this organization, the beauty of the matzav that we're zeicher to be part of, is we're being taught this idea to steig and to make sure the next person is steiging as well, not to leave anybody behind. We were zeicher, David and I, right, that's, all of us were zeicher, of Aaron, we were zeicher, we grew up in a yeshiva, that this is what we learned. Older Chevra took time out to learn with us and cared that we should steig and taught us. I see my friends, we grew up together, this is how we steig. 
And what we stand for and what we learned is that the derech of Aliyah is to grow and cause and make sure, in Achrayis, to make sure others grow as well. So to me, this precious organization is gorgeous. A, a, a matzid that assures the B'nai Taira, the best B'nai Taira, the precious B'nai Taira, live with this Achrayis, to grow and make sure their Chaveirim, that nobody else is left behind. That's a precious organization. I would like to study something. I would like to study something about Rabbi Kiva. Klal Yisrael focuses in the weeks leading up to Shavuos. We focus a lot on Rabbi Akiva. We're thinking about Rabbi Kiva and his Talmidim. Rabbi Shembar Yechai is coming up, who's, who was the, from the five later Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva. So I want to ask three questions as follows. There's a Pasuk that Klal Yisrael read. We all read in Shear Shirim. And the Pasuk says we were being Eila Regal. Millions of Yidin, a gorgeous scene of millions of Yidin headed up to Yerushalayim. The scene was stunning. Happy people, a beautiful nation. We're, look at this room, we're a precious people. And the Um Asylum would see us be Eila Regal. They were amazed by Klal Yisrael. And they said about us, they said, you daughter of Avram Avinu, and Nadiv is a ger. We're, we're, we come from Avram Avinu, our tat is a ger. Rebacher and Yeshiva told me it was very, very hard for him to get out. And he said out to me privately, he said, Rebbe, my father is a ger. He wanted me to know his past. So I told him, I want you to know my father is also. I said, really? That was then. I never discussed it further with him. It's 100% true, and your father too. Pasnadiv, we come from Avram, who was the Tchila of Gerim. Our father was a Ger, just the truth. We come from Avram Avinu. And the nations of the Umay Sa'ilam say about us, the children of Avram, the first Ger, and they say about us, wow, you incredible people, how beautiful are your footsteps. As they observe us, the Semcha Shal Mitzvah, the unity, Klal Yisrael being the Chazik one another, what was going on was stunning, the scene of precious Yidin going up to be Eila Regal, and the Umais are amazed by that scene, and they say, they comment, how beautiful are your footsteps. But there's one word that's difficult in the Pasuk, they say, in your shoes. In your shoes. Why do they point out in your shoes? Why do they point out? Now, I'm sure we had beautiful begadim. I'm sure the suits and the shoes. As somebody who struggles, I always struggle with clothing. I have a tremendous pride that my children dress nicely. Clothing, I get dandruff in my clothing. I never was great with clothing. So when I hear this pasuk, how beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes... I picture that we look like a million bucks. People had beautiful, good-looking shoes. But what's the word in your shoes? How beautiful are your footsteps, Klal Yisrael? That word in your shoes is difficult. Question one. Question two. We, every mitzvah that we do, a Gemara, a Sokola, mitzvah, elsewhere, that kol mitzvah kulon, mivarach aleim over lasiyasan. Before a yid does a mitzvah, we make a brach on a mitzvah. The bracha on a mitzvah is so cumbersome. If somebody thinks what they're saying, it's very, very difficult. Think about the words as follows. Baruch atah Hashem, elokeinu melech ha'ilam asher kedushanu b'mitzvaysav. Mitzvays give us kedusha. We get kedusha from mitzvays. We get kedusha asher kedushanu b'mitzvaysav. Kedusha, basic, the basic translation of Kedusha. The Gayim, the Um Asylum, live very much in this world. They're very much stuck, this world. And they live a very, very world under Teva. And there's a nation that lives higher and bigger. That lives bigger, that's Kedusha. Kedusha is connected to something more. We live higher, we live bigger, we live a world of eternity where things are deeply and powerfully significant, eternal. That's roughly Kedusha. And mitzvahs give us Kedusha, 
We thank Hashem that mitzvahs give us kedosh. Asher kedoshanu b'mitzvaysav. And then we say, And you commanded me to wash my hands, to raise my hands. Did that give me Kedusha? It's the most confusing thing. Thank you, Hashem, that you give me Kedusha from mitzvahs. And you commanded me to put on tzitzis. Uh, did I get Kedusha from that? What are we saying? We thanked Hashem for the Kedusha of mitzvahs. And then we ended, and you commanded me to put on tefillin. Uh, am, I thank, am I getting Kedusha from tefillin? It's very confusing. Asher Kedushanu b'mitzvaysav. Mitzvahs give us Kedusha. V'tzivanu laniach tefillin. And you commanded me to put on tefillin. Do I get Kedusha? This question bothered me for many years. To the point I've gone through different stages of different thoughts. That when I remember to have kavana and a bracha, I said different kavanas, because it's just cumbersome. What are we saying? Thank you, Hashem, that mitzvahs give me kedusha, and you commanded me this. Now, if it means, and of course this gives me kedusha, why don't we say that? If we mean thank you, Hashem, for the kedusha of mitzvahs, and you commanded me this, and as such, it gives me kedusha. That's a little chaser min It could be that's what you have in mind, but it should say it. Should say Baruch Ata Hashem Lekenu Mal Chaylam Asher Tzivanu VeKedishanu BeTfilin BeTzitzes. But we we say that you give us kedusha with mitzvahs and you command me this and we don't say if this gave us kedusha. This, this question is asked by the Nefesh Achaim amongst others. Question number three, and this I want to study Rabbi Kiva for a few minutes. Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva were told, Kalba Savua, Kalba Savua's daughter, he's a shepherd for Kalba Savua, and Kalba Savua's daughter sees that Rabbi Kiva is a Tsanua Umali. A Tsanua Umali. That's what Rabbi Kiva is. He's Tsanua, he has a Tsneus. He has an inner world, there's something private about, there's something Tsneustic about Rabbi Kiva, and he's Mali. The Masha brings from Rishonim that Mali means he has good midas. I have a close friend who has a daughter. Mali means good midas. Agota, good midas. Taisvis and Ksubis Samach says the word Mali means he was a Shaymer Mitzvah. He kept Mitzvah. He was a Shaymer Mitzvah. He was a Tsanua Umali. Taisvis is Mashma. You can look up the Tais, the bottom Taisvis. Samach Beis and Ksubis Samach Beis. It's mashma that he was a shomer mitzvah. I have a tremendous love of mesechtas nedarim. I have a unique love of that mesechta. I was zeichet to learn with my tata. Different times in my life, I learned ezel neshech with my father. The only mesechta I was zeichet to learn cover to cover with my tata. We learned every word of the gemara, beginning to the end of the mesechta, and every ran together. I was zeichet to learn by my tata mesechta snedarim. It's the only mesechta that I merited to learn with my fathers. I have appreciation for mesechta snedarim. And in nedarim, it says that it says that kalbus has fought in ksubis as well. But I'm going to quote nedarim because I learned it with my dad. But it says there that kalbus said that if Rabbi Kiva knew halacha achas. He knew one halacha. We know Kalba Savua when his daughter married Rabbi Kiva. Asserted them from all his nechassim. He said, you can't have one penny of my nechassim. Kalba Savua was a generous person. His very name, Kalba Savua, spoke about his generosity. You came hungry, you left full. He was a generous and kind person. But he had an affinity for Tyra. He liked Tyra. And his daughter wanted to marry a person who didn't know halacha achas. He said he wasn't looking for big things. He wasn't trying to be famous. He couldn't handle such an avas that his daughter, a generous person who just wanted to give, his name was generosity. That's what his name, Kalbusabur. But he said to his, he didn't give his daughter and son-in-law a penny. He was madier than from his nechassim because his son-in-law didn't know one halacha. If he knew one halacha, give one halacha and you can have my nechassim take. 
But he couldn't have a son who didn't know halach achas. So now we have a stira according to Taisus. He was shaymer mitzvah. Taisus says mali means he was a shaymer mitzvah. And here it says he didn't know halach achas. If you don't know halach achas, you can't keep. Well, you don't know, you can't keep. What's happening here? One Gemara, he didn't know halacha achas. And another Gemara, Taisa says, Mali means he's a shaymer mitzvah. Steer. When we make a bracha, what we're saying as follows. The Ketusha we are talking about, explains Reb Chaim Velazhin. The Ketusha we are talking about is not the performance of the mitzvah. It's the journey that we all have to connect to the mitzvahs. Asher Kedishanu b'mitzvahisav, we are not talking about doing the mitzvah. We're talking about our unique journey to this mitzvah, to caring about this mitzvah, to feel connected to the mitzvah, to feel that this mitzvah and us have a profound shaykhus. That's what we mean when we say Asher Kedishanu b'mitzvahisav. The Lev Simcha. The Lev Simcha. Somebody recently showed me from Rav Shal Alter quoted a Lev Simcha that we call somebody who becomes a bar mitzvah. We call him a bar mitzvah. It's interesting. We use the Aramaic term a bar mitzvah. Call the person a ben mitzvah. It's a bar mitzvah. A bar, somebody who's mechoyev in mitzvah is a ben mitzvah. Why do we use the Aramaic term? And the Lev Simcha said in Shas, a bar is somebody who's worthy, who's shayach to something. Bar hachi. Ilav bar hachi. Bar means to be shayach, to be connected, to have to do with something. We're called the bar mitzvah. We don't just do mitzvahs. We're shayach to mitzvahs. We have a profound connection. Tefillin and us. Mitzvahs and us have a profound relationship. There's something about the mitzvah. We can find a unique relationship to a mitzvah, something about it that talks to us. I was talking to a yid who's very, very structured and scheduled. They were telling me, oh, they love minyan, they like structure in their life. They love time. They were talking about their love of minyanim. And it cracked me up as a very undisciplined fellow who struggles with time. And this guy was like so fired up that there's such structure built in our day. It's so funny, we're both at the same minyan. And what fires him up is the schedule and structure. And what fires me up is the fact that we get to come together with other Yidin. It's so, I always amaze that minion. It's so gishmak. You come together with the Hevra. If you dive in each one in our own room, we'd miss each other. It's such a mechayan. That the Hevra comes to Zam, we come together. So the same minion, but each of us have a different reason what it's saying to us. Why it's exciting to us. And a bar mitzvah means that we're shayich to mitzvahs. The mitzvah resonates by us. Says Reb Chaim Velazhim, when we make the bracha, the ketusha of the mitzvah, we are talking about our journey to get excited by the mitzvah, our decision to, to get involved with this mitzvah. That is the ketusha that we're referring to. Vitzivanu actually... What allows us to carry out our wants, what allows us, what gives us the siyata deshmaya, to carry through in the pu'ula, is the ketusha that comes from the journey towards the mitzvah. That's what asher kedeshanu b'mitzvah means. When the umayis prays the aliyah regel, when we get to the har habayis, we take off our shoes. You're not allowed to wear shoes in the makam amikdash. And they say, how precious are your footsteps in your shoes. They mean the journey to Kaidesh is precious. More precious than when you're there, than when you reach the mountain, is the journey to get to the mountain. Bimin alayich in your shoes, while you're yet struggling, while you're yet journeying and working towards. Rabbi Kiva was a shaymer mitzvah, but Rabbi Kiva didn't feel a connection to mitzvahs. And obviously, Rabbi Nassim, we all know in Avastir Abnasim, the story. Rabbi Kiva had already learned before. Rabbi Kiva had already learned Tyre before. It's Mivur in Avastir Abnasim because it says he was Chazir with Talmudai. When he saw the water breaking a hole in the rock, it says he was Chazir with Talmudai. He said if water, which is soft, 
could break a hole in a rock which is kasha, the entire which is kasha kebarzel can make a hole and can penetrate my inside. Which we're taught that Rabbi Kiva felt he was learning before. But he felt it wasn't impacting him. He had no connection. It was a chitzayni, a stick of thing. I'm learning, I'm doing mitzvahs. But it's not penetrating my inside. The want of every learner of Torah, that it should matter, that it should impact, that I should connect, that this, the ideas I'm studying, the mitzvahs I'm performing, should resonate to my inside. And Rabbi Kiva left learning. He felt it wasn't impacting his premise. And so he was a shaymer mitzvah, but he didn't have a shaykhis to halacha achas. Not one halacha did he feel connected to that this, he wasn't a bar mitzvah. There wasn't one mitzvah that he felt was, was talking to his inside. And of course he was chazla tamuda. He went back to learning Torah. He went back. When Rabbi Kiva was nifter, the Gemara says, Mishameis Rabbi Kiva, Mishnah and Saita, is bottle covered at Torah. Perhaps we could suggest the Kavir Atayr of Rabbi Kiva represented the Kesher that he has to Torah, the profound attachment. Of course, he darshan every single tag, every aspect of Torah. Rabbi Kiva, whose Talmidim specifically brought Pneumius Atayr. Pneumius Atayr is a connection that, that things are resonating by you. There's a profound connection to Torah. I want to say to the Hevri here, I want to share my own experiences. We sit and learn with the youngster, and we witness his journey, his story unfolds. I believe eight billion people have a story. Every single one of us, without an exaggeration, not said as cute, not said as every one of us, if we got up and we knew our story, Every one of us would say our story can cause the rest of the world would cry like babies. They would hear our journey, the unique way and the unique situations of our life. The world would be nishtaymen, full of nisim, full of nisyainus, incredible maisa. Every single human being, by none. A Rebbe sits in front of a class, 25 kids, Every guy has a crazy story. Everyone and the Rebbe himself. It's only divided people who know their story and people who are out of touch with their story. It's only divided. When I say your story, what do I mean? Your story, I go to yeshiva today. I always ask parents, know your story and know your kid's story. What do I mean when my kid goes to school? I have a unique story. If I told you my story, you'd be shocked. We all have a unique story if we're honest. We're all insecure, you and me. When you learn, I learned with people. I was like you. I was taught a Christ by good people. And I learned with somebody struggling. Beautiful home, I have wonderful parents. And I started over the years learning my own story. I saw people who examining by force we're examining their inside and learning their stories in a unique way, and I started learning my own story. I'm in the middle, I'm learning my story. We all, that kid coming, you also have insecurities. You also have difficulties. You also have things. When we speak about a youngster attaching to mitzvahs, we put on tefillin and we're on fire. We all struggle to connect to tefillin. We daven and we speak, every shackle we're talking to Hashem. We all have a beautiful journey to Torah and Mitzvahs. The journey doesn't mean that somebody's breaking. Some, we all have a journey to Shabbos. Do you know what it means? I sit near people. I, I have a friend, a Bachar, who his journey to Shabbos, he used to say to Hashem before Shabbos because he's been through a difficult life. Before Shabbos, he goes to, he's a normal, regular guy, doesn't exaggerate, a cool, great lefty jump shooter. A normal guy. Before Shabbos, he goes to a private place, he cries about the challenges of his life, and he says to Hashem, Shabbos is coming, I'm handing you all my challenges, and he reads off his challenges to Hashem. He said, they're yours. They're yours. I'm going into Shabbos. They're yours, Hashem. And with that, he enters into a Shabbos. I've been with this guy. 
the Shabbos he has, I've yet to see in my life anybody have a connection to Shabbos like this Baruch, never in my life. Never. The Shabbos, the sincerity, the, the beauty of his Shabbos. I didn't know the secret to this. I knew him for two years. I didn't know. I just knew the Shabbos, normal guy. The way he sings Zmiris. I'm sitting next to him singing Zmiris. I didn't know the secret. Two years he told me, I want to tell you what I do every year of Shabbos. He told me this little secret that he does before Shabbos comes. All of us have a journey to Tyre and Mitzvah. All! And we all have unique situations in our life. Our story is not... When we say, know your story, know your kids, what's the dramatic thing? I have a wonderful mother. The way things hit us in second grade, in fourth grade, in tenth, in tenth grade, we're all unique. And situations and things hit us uniquely. Your story is not the chitzainius of what happened. I want to tell you about my own journey. I did not read certain svarim. I had no shaykhs through my life. Zero. Zero. My kids knew, like those svarim, it's not my type. I started getting in touch and getting friends who were expressing their story. I started getting in touch with all different people, pleasing tendencies and other things inside of me. And all of a sudden, do you know I learned different svarim today? Tyra opened up. It's all in Tyra. It's all there. Our entire story is in Tyra. Every detail, mine and yours, is in Tyra. And all of a sudden, when we get in touch with our own stories, we connect to Tyra profoundly. I think Rabbi Kiva's covered at Tyra is somebody who connected to his own story. This Sanua Umali, the Midavat Sanua, is to be in touch with your own story. And Rabbi Kiva's wife, Rabbi Kiva's wife saw at Sanua, said, You have to learn Tyra, you're going to find your story there. And Mishamesa Bikiva, there was covered at Tyra. Every tag and every ice, all of a sudden things spoke to him. Things, Divrei Tyra opened up. All of a sudden, every aspect of Tyra opened up. When I was your age, I thought Tyra was, there's a life, it's a complicated world, how do you live in this life? So I thought we needed an instruction book. That's what I thought. Pretty good mistake. I'm not going to ask how many hands think this way. So the Torah's instructions. How do you live here? Geschmack. I have parents. Keep it aim. Want to eat food? Bracha is this. I look in the Torah. I find out. I have many riots. That's, that's, that's not true. First of all, the Torah was created before the world. If it's instructions how to live here, it wouldn't be created before. Why do you have instructions if there's no world? The angels didn't want Tyre to be given. If Tyre's instructions, they don't live in this world. They don't need instructions here. There are too many caches. It's not true. I have come to understand, Rabbi Yerucham writes this. Rabbi Yerucham says that the reason we have parents is because the Tyre says respect your parents, so we need parents to respect. I have come to recognize the Tyre's ways to connect to Hashem. It says the Avais kept the Tyre. I have a kasha. They kept the Torah. They didn't write a Sefer Torah. If they wrote a Sefer Torah, they knew about their own life. So I don't mean they kept the Torah. They didn't write a Sefer Torah. It's impossible. So I mean they kept... It means the Eirais. It means the Shrashim. They kept the Torah. means every derech of closeness to Hashem. Every path they kept. Our world is one big opportunity to keep the Torah. This world, our unique situations are in the Torah. Every unique situation you find yourself in. You might know where to look, you might find it, and you might not. It's all in the Torah. Rabbi Shemesh, Rabbi Kiva, Butler covered at Torah. Rabbi Kiva was a tzanua, who was shaykh to his premius. He went and learned Torah, and all of a sudden he darshaned every tag. And his journey that he was chazlet Talmudai is the Torah spoke to him and he connected in a profound way to every ice of the Torah. That's a Kavadat Torah. Mishameis Rebbe, Butler Kavadat Torah. So I want to say to us all, you have this chos, Ashrechem, Ashrechem, you're so smart to study Torah with somebody who you can notice his struggles. I say, seize the moment and have your own journey also. In Limerat Torah, your own journey. The journey is gorgeous. You watch a bacher in front of you 
struggle, work through, overcome. You're zaychet to watch it and see it. There's kedusha to that journey. A yid's process of connecting to mitzvahs. It's not a bidiyeved, it's not in the way. A yid came for Shabbos this week to Yeshiva. So he started saying, wow, nishtaymim your patience. I told my wife, he doesn't understand. I told my wife, I can't handle what he's saying. He's saying, like, you have so much patience, like a bidiyeved has a patience. I imagine a guy's at a Nick game, a great playoff game, and he's like, you have so much patience, you're at the game. Patience, I pay big money for this game. This is the yaifi, this is the beauty, what a patience. It's nothing to do with the sug, you have patience, no shaykhs. You have patience for things you don't like. For struggle to grow, for struggle to connect, asher kedishanu That is the ktusha we're talking about. The beautiful footsteps while we have our shoes on means the struggle. It means before we get to the place of taking off. And we all have, we all, we all, we all have a struggle. Somebody came to me, said, in, in Shiurim, you'd speak about the good boy. He said, like, you're making fun of the Nebuch, the poor, there's no good boy. I'm, I'm talking about a fake character who doesn't exist. I'm making fun of Malachim, of angels. We were Zaych, our friends, to Daven by Rayaper, the Rosh Hashiva Shlita'ar Rebbe, who spoke here many years. He should have Gezunt. He's somebody who changed my life. And I still, Yom Kippur, I'm by my Rebbe. Yom Kippur, I'm by him. I'm not physically Zaych, by Yom Kippur, I'm just by my Rebbe. I, go, I leave, I don't care where I Daven, I'm by my Rebbe. His Davening was, was amazing to me. And by Yom Kippur, I'm in front of him. I hear his Nusuch. I don't care who the chazan is, I'm sitting by my Rebbe, is davening for the Amud for me. That's where I am, Yom Kippur. And my favorite part of the whole davening is when he would contrast the angels, the fiery angels. He had a very nice nusuch. He didn't sing a lot, but a beautiful nusuch. And the contrast of the fiery angels to the pathetic human being, to the struggling, us insecure guys, us late guys, us, us human beings, and the contrast. And it says, and I want praise from the struggling human being. We're the Kiddush Precisely because we're not angelic. Precisely because we're insecure. Precisely because we battle and struggle and have, have, have difficulties. That's why Hashem, that's the opportunity, the unique opportunity of the Kiddush of a human being. For many years, I was bothered by what's going on, and we'll close with this, in Birch HaShachar. I'm going way too long. They won't invite me back. It's a long distance anyway. <laughs> For many years, I was bothered by, in Birch HaShachar, before we, Amikadosh Shemayim, we speak about the angels, Kiddush Shemayim. We speak about the angels, the perfect angels. I'm very competitive. Uh, to me, it's like, what are you doing to us? You know what it makes me feel like? I have one of the worst handwritings. I think I was meant to be a doctor. And I, I took a wrong to My handwriting is pathetic. I'm very insecure about writing. I don't write letters to people. Handwriting is pathetic. Comes, comes, I, I sometimes have a write a It's very, I just, hopefully just the chasen and kala see it. And I, I try my hardest to write as neat as I can. One guy gets an idea, he hires a very fancy artist. It was like the nicest ksuba I've ever seen in my life. He's like, here, fill out the rest. It's like, oh no. I think they call it modern art. I want to see it. it must, it's like the funniest sight in the world. Because you have my scribbles in the middle of this beautiful, it's a sight to see. But I could tell you that when I was signing that ksuba, I never tried harder in my life to write neatly. I tried, I was writing slowly because I didn't want to mess up the rest of the ksuba. So here we're taught about the angels being Mekadashem Shemaim. And then comes, they're, they're, they're unified. They're totally unified. The Saf of Ruro, they have beautiful voices. It's stunning. The angelic, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. Then human beings, I'm in a fight. The guy who rode behind me, we don't talk together. We're very angry at each other. We, we, you know, we're not, we don't do it exactly like the angels, our Shema Yisrael. So why don't we give that introduction? So I thought maybe like the Ksuba, like that Ksuba, like try your best, don't mess up this beautiful, but of course that's not the Pshat. 
The Ksava Kabbalah says the Pshat, he says that if you listen to what the angels are saying, the angels say, the angels, when you listen to what they say, they say, They say, us powerful angels are saying, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. But you know where the real Kiddush Shemaim is on the earth? Listen in to the angels. They are beautiful worlds. Our beautiful world, with the two guys in shul who don't talk, the guy who came crazy late, that's me. All, all the stuff, we're the ones, we brought Kedush We bring Kedush Us frail humans with choices, with struggles, with difficulty, that's who brings Kedush because we choose, we're Beichrim, we choose. We overcome and we fight for something. It's, they're, they're like, you know, on a concert, you have like the weak singers, you know, the guy who pays for the shtela, and he like opens for the big, the big gun. The angels are only an opening. The real Kedusha, and they say, the world is full of Kfayt Hashem. The world is full of Kfayt Hashem. It's interesting, the other Malachim say back, Baruch Kfayt Hashem im Kaimai, is the Pshat that they're standing up, it's a shtickle bazayin to say that. Like God needs us? So they say, Baruch Kfayt Hashem Kaimai, Hashem's honor is Mim Kaimai, like... He doesn't need us. So it's a shtickel macha. They say, Baruch Kvayt Hashem Kaim is macha. I was by Shea Stadium, Rematis Yo Salman, He asked Klal Yisrael to come to Shea Stadium for, for an internet, Nasifa, about internet. The breakup was about, we were about 15,000 Harrys and 35,000 Yeshivish and Hasidish. Us Harrys, me, we were like 15,000, I think. It's hard to get the exact breakup. There's no membership. But what happened was, when a Godel would say something gishmak, guys like me, Piazza hits a home run, you go crazy. So Godel said something gishmak. We would whoop it up, gishmak. Like, you don't just sit there. He said something big. Like, let's go. 35,000 people, a deep guttural voice would say, Sha, Sha. Each good day was a beautiful night. It's a beautiful night. A Godel said something, Geschmack, 15,000 cheerers, 35,000, Shah. Everybody walked out better. Enthusiasm and get involved. 15,000 people taught that. 35,000 people called Kavadat Torah, and everybody walked out better that night. So the angels, angels say, Kiddush Shemayim's on this earth by the struggling human being. The other angels say, Shah, Baruch Vayr Hashem Kaimah. His honor is in its place. So both things are necessary to say. So I say to us all here, Ashrechem, Ashrechem, that you're assisting somebody on their journey. And a deeper Ashrechem is that you see it's so beautiful, a journey. How beautiful are your footsteps in your shoes. And let that embolden you and I to also have a journey. We're all, we're all human. We're all frail human beings. Let embolden the stark guys. To have our journey towards a better Shemir Shabbos. To understanding, to studying, to connecting, to figuring out, to connect more to our tefillin. And don't be afraid of the journey. Don't be afraid of our struggle. Don't be afraid of the weakness that's there. Don't be afraid. You're looking at somebody and you're impressed. Wow, beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's the most prevalent thing that exists amongst our youth is shame. I was asked to meet. He texted me, I have to meet you. It's one of the great Rebbes of our generation, his grandson. Big pious. Described, he said, what you're talking about, we struggle with. I, I met with this beautiful Chesedish Yid. I have Shaykhist to Asatma Yesheva in Williamsburg that I'm close to. We struggle with shame. A sense we're a generation that's been exposed. And we feel so shamed, so puzzled, all of us, many of us. And our task is to know our journey is beautiful. means you and I, us frail humans. And our journey to Torah and Mitzvahs is stunning and beautiful. So I say as you cheer your Chavrusa, as you cheer him on to Steig and to encourage him and to appreciate him and to encourage him, be emboldened and empowered on your own journey to discover, to connect, and to know that journey is beautiful. All of us should be zeicher. I mean, we have about, about 12 minutes for questions from the crowd. And the reason why I want to give you the opportunity because we don't have the revenue in our midst often. I'll just start with something. We talked about appreciating the journey. 
sixth and seventh grader, what tools can we give them to appreciate the journey? And I just kind of focused on avoiding the program in ninth grader. He told me Shabbos afternoons are so long. He was calling me a couple minutes before I his nails. And he said to me, how am I going to do, do Shabbos? Um, I have to vape and I have to use my phone. What, what can I do to not do that? Three told me for Shabbos. So if we're not giving our youth the gishmak in the journey, what tools can we give them, especially a sixth or seventh or eighth grader? I want to say that I think that question is, is obviously is, is the world. So there's many places to go. What I want to say is that the biggest impact by the secular world, so a good educator is a good manipulator. A mechanic is a grand manipulator. If you can get people to study this boring subject, you're an educator. The world of a Rebbe, the world of Tyra is an authentic person. It's hard to be authentic. It's very, very hard to be authentic. If everyone didn't have in Mincha, run. There's going to be a minion right outside. <laughs> An educator in the, by the, in the secular world is a good manipulator. In a mechanic, a mashpia in our world, it's very, very hard to be authentic. Murder to be authentic. To be authentic and share authenticity is probably the hardest thing on the planet. Thank you. To be authentic and to share authenticity is the hardest thing in the world. Not only are you authentic, but to be authentic in front of people. When I'm standing here, I want to make sure I sound good and whoa, it came out. Make sure the dandruff's not here. To be authentic and share authenticity is very, very hard. I say the main thing with the youngster, anybody want to be mashpia, is sincerity. Sincerity, sincerity. No tricks. Tricks don't work. Sincerity, an authentic connection, an authentic relationship. That's one thing. The second thing I want to say, and this, this is for any mechanic or mashpia. If a guy asks you advice, who has the answers? This is probably the biggest key in all of chenach. And you're mechanichim. If you're mashpiyim, you're mechanich. When a guy comes to you, who has the answers? The answers are not in you, it's in him. Godless is in him, Abbas Hashem is in him, everything's in him, not in you. When a guy asks you a question, well, the, the answers are not in you, then they're in him. It's a deep sugya, we could study this sugya for years. It's a pasuk, it's just the truth. The answers are in the person who comes. A lot just encouraging somebody empowers them to find the answers. You don't give answers. Don't give answers. Empower people. Encourage people. They'll find the answers. Don't give answers. Anybody have any questions? Kids are very bored these days. I love that question. I want to say something. That I have, I have 200 guys back in yeshiva today. I never worry to answer boredom. Never. Not for a minute. Boredom is wonderful. Boredom is wonderful. Boredom makes very big muscles. Boredom makes excellent jump shots. Boredom produces, never resolve boredom. It's not your job. Your kid's bored, don't be mean. Adults, when's the last time you felt bored? You probably don't even know what it means. It's like an old emotion. Be nice, say, well, doesn't feel good. When the guy says I'm bored, it means I haven't found my thing yet. There are two areas we all have to find companionship and purpose. A guy says, I'm bored. He's lacking in those two things. Be nice, say, ba'oil. Wow, must be so hard. And encourage. You don't resolve somebody's boredom. You don't resolve your children's boredom. It's a big mistake. You don't try to answer somebody's boredom. I run a lot of events in yeshiva. I don't do it because otherwise the guys will be bored. It's not, we run events in yeshiva because I think talent should be expressed. So I, I think that's an excellent question. Kids get bored. That means that they have not found their purpose yet. It will turn into amazing muscles. It will even turn into asmada. Don't answer boredom, but don't be mean. It's like, okay, it's your problem. Somebody's bored. Wow. Not in the pretend. Be nice. will never answer somebody's boredom. Kids today are bored. Correct. They haven't yet found their purpose. And their boredom turns into such beautiful music, such good. The jump shots are better than ever. So it turns into things, the boredom, and ultimately will turn into tremendous things. I don't worry to answer it, but I'm not saying to somebody's bored. Wow, must be, understand that means, wow, okay. And again, if we could help, there are parents who get cynical. The kid asks, every good parent's basement should be lined with old guitars, and all, the, all of our kids try different things. 
and a healthy person's basement's like full of stuff. The one time he tried guitar, the four times he tried soccer, he even thought he was a quarterback, whatever. And all of that is boredom. He's looking until he finds his mission, his purpose. I don't know if a parent has to answer boredom as much as encourage a youngster who boredom turns into wonderful things. That's how I see it. This is not a shy crowd. Anybody have a question that we're talking about? Go ahead. Let me start. How does somebody who's trying to help a guy and you find himself often making observations that, you know, about society and what's, how certain things are wrong with society, how does someone stay positive and make observations without just coming like, uh, you know, a burnt out, like, old man or somebody that's like a hater or... That's fascinating. Fascinating. It's funny. I was talking to my family last night about this question. It's a world where there are this chesaron. We're talking about a world. Can't you become cynical and negative? It's a world of a lot of chesaron. We're talking about knowing our story. Our story is not pretty. Our actions are. Our story is is complex. So can't you become cynical? I think the human being, the world was created beautifully. Hashem looks at this world and says, Taiv Ma'id. Did he not see all the chsarin? I think seeing the room for process and seeing the journey. It's interesting, the Goyim see our struggle and they say, how beautiful are your footsteps. Somebody asked me in yeshiva, why don't you get sad? You see so much pain, so much challenge. I told him in a real way, I also see so much courage. I think for ourselves framing that the, the, the challenges, the difficulty, the chesreinahs, Hashem made the world Some actually teach that it means chesreinahs Hashem made. He made a world, there's so much here to do. There's so much room for movement. There's so much room for choice. So he made a world within all that chayshech is the possibility of Ur. I think that could keep us positive. Seeing the Ur, seeing the possibility of Ur. That's that. I'm sorry? Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I'm a Rebbe, but again, with the voice of mentoring, how much do you, when you have a dysfunctional kid, dysfunctional, dysfunctional home, you want to do everything for the kid? You want to, like, when do you stop? Like, meaning, how, how you, you care about the kid, you want to do so much, but you know that it's impossible to take a kid into your house. How do you, what's the... Together, I want to add. How do we know if my home is dysfunctional? Every question, everybody here understands that a question has many places to go. Reb Nechemia said it. Reb Nechemia asked, and anybody involved in mentoring, so. The question has to be mentioned. Any group of mentors, the word codependence has to be brought up. One of the fears of an older bacher helping a younger bacher is there's something called trauma bonds that a person forgets their own issues to take care of somebody else. That's always the danger called codependence. When Reb Nechemia asks, maybe I'll just do too much, I don't think there's too much. There's forgetting your own story and forgetting... If in lieu of dealing with myself, I deal with him, that's very, very dangerous. And are you even going to help him? So I say to that, make sure everybody who has a youngster, it feels very good when a youngster needs me. There's nothing wrong with feeling good, but don't use that to fill other holes in your life. And ask yourself, make sure it's especially important, a Rebbe or a mentor, it feels very good and it's a lot to feel good to assist another Make sure that your own relationships are strong. The picture of somebody who struggles in a marriage and is helping some at-risk child and is somewhere like that, that's called codependence. How much help could you be to somebody else will be very limited if we don't have our own relationships worked out. So I don't worry about doing too much. A lot of that obsession really are sugyas of codependence. My resolving my own relationship and friendships. Every mentor should make sure to have good friendships their age. Every mentor should make sure we're a child to work on our relationships. Don't use that good feeling to cover a hole. Often when we find obsessions 
and we're running after to obsessive ways, I'm not worried about the tif chesed that's involved. Chesed go all the way to the end of the world. I worry about codependence that you're not resolving. So I say to every mentor, have great feelings. What are, is there a better feeling in the world to help somebody else? That's perfect, a good feeling. Let's make sure it's not covering something. When there are obsessions, I think often there's something you're not dealing with. It's a valid question. I can I want this. This question is like a. I think in this friction, our own needs. But I want to give. That's a beautiful friction. I can't answer that. Well, the way I answer it, my name's Daniel Kalish. The way you answer it's your name. The way he answers, you're asking who our essence is. That's a friction that should be there. I can't answer the balance. I just say we should have such a friction. We have time for one more, one more and a half questions and follow my mouth. Well, you guys are rubbish in the, in, the, in the trenches. Come on. Don't be embarrassed. Pipe up. I'm happy, that, I'm happy that there are no more questions. I want to say that my father walked in. I just saw my father and I wouldn't answer you. I wouldn't answer you. I wouldn't answer you in front of my father. I wouldn't answer anyway. So I want to say that uh, the schos, I, I went, I went about two years ago, I traveled to Baltimore, and I was there to be with my father in the car for about nine hours. I think all in all, we went to Queens, I, I don't remember, I, the number nine jumps in my mind, I don't want to be megazim, my father is very, very careful and, and encourages me to be careful with my words, and I sometimes struggle, I don't want to be megazim, I think it was nine hours in the car, Baltimore, back, Queens, and I came home to my family back in Connecticut, and I told my wife, I don't have anything in my life that's not from my father. Sitting there for nine hours, any single thing I have is from my father. So in a certain way, if anybody understands, says, you're not allowed to sit in your father's seat. The Svasemis explains, is a tremendous oymek to that halacha. It doesn't just mean literally. Of course it means literally. Don't sit in your dad's seat. But it means don't try to take the credit. Give you credit where it's deserved. Sitting in a seat is a pretend. Like, oh, you're darshan and you're speaking. Don't sit in a seat. You're sitting in a seat when you pretend. When you don't, I'm not, I'm not saying something. I'm, I don't wanna, just don't want to sit in my father's seat. So I want to say that I, it's good to question. Stop. Thank you so, so much for having me. Have an excellent night. And yes, you're great. you have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org for other shiurim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas including myron mccaimus on each shear please visit www.shasilluminated.org to order cds or for more information please call 203-312-SHAS that's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org